The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kennett, and with me to celebrate Liverpool briefly going top of the table, uh, for the first time in quite a long time, I've got the full team. Yeah. Um, hey, I forgot, I just heard him then, I've got my gnome sick, Mr Daniel Rose, fresh from a pressing collection today, Rosie. Yeah, yesterday and today, it cost two. It, it was a... I couldn't bear any more after that first half. So that's it. <laughs> was it a game of two halves on the pressing as well? <laughs> um, yes, pretty much. There were some good bits in the first half, but there were some. Uh, I, we should have got a breakdown, and I should have said breakdown and the fails in the first half because there seemed to be a lot. But yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. Phil's got some of the uh, data, some of the individuals involved, and we have the dynamic sports science duo. Um, going to uh, Doctor Phil first. Um, you couldn't make last week's. Uh, pod Phil, because of your, your fresh intake of uh, PhD, um, <laughs> I want to call them minions to you. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you got them around. I bet you got them coding our stuff, haven't you? For the uh, <laughs> for the for the Anfield Index pod. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them have asked me, "What's this Anfield Index?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's just part of your data analysis. Just get it sorted, all right." So yeah, uh, just fix the bugs in this code. Please. Yeah, just yeah. fix this for me. Can it's really annoying me? So, uh, but no, yeah, yeah. Probably just couldn't make it last week, but yeah, uh, welcome is kind of a big big thing for us. So, yeah, yeah. Promising, uh, promising intake this year. Nice cohort, or. Uh, what we've got, yeah, we're probably a bit down where we need to be, but yeah, they all seem all right. So, that's what, that's what you want, you know, nice they're all, all turning up for the first half, you know. Absolutely, I'm, I kind of, you'll be licking into shape fairly quickly. Uh, of course, of but, course. Um, and uh, we have our most practiced sports scientist, he's had more clubs than Tiger Woods, it's it's Mr Simon Brundish. Evening boys. Top of the league side, briefly. How much fun is that? I know. So currently, what we're saying is, I'm more right than any of you. Hey! And, <laughs> and, the, the, and we all know that the most important thing, the most important re- reason we do this part is so Sai gets proved right. Exactly. Anyway. And, and how happy would you all be if I ended up being right? Oh, we'd all be ecstatic. Oh, I'd be ecstatic. Oh. Yeah. Win, win, win. 
Yeah. Everyone's a winner. That's what we like. Um, but I just want to say, uh, actually, um, Jurgen Klopp now has the most uh, number of unbeaten runs of 16 or more domestic league games of any LFC manager. Nice. Um, so, yeah, he's, this is his now with 16-game unbeaten run, and this is the fifth time he's managed a, a sequence of 16 undefeated in the Premier League. Uh, Bob Paisley, um, the great Bob Paisley, um, four times. Kenny Dalglish, three, three times all in his first spell, and uh, sadly. Uh, Rafa Binis is once, and Brendan Rodgers once. Uh, and I think we all know the game which the Brendan 16-game sequence ended in, Rosie. We do, yeah. We slip. Yes. <laughs> but, no, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, that was a fun ride, though, that one. Suarez, Sturridge and Sterling flying. Yeah, yeah, the roller coaster ride. Yeah, so, about three goals again. <laughs> so the, 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 these club sequences, the current one dates back to the fourth of April. Um, there was a, a sequence of twenty-one games uh, during the season where we nearly did the quad, and um, we're going from November twentieth of November to the twenty-first of August um, the following season. So that that was up to the the Man United game, I think, um, last season, the start of last season. And there was another sequence of 20 games in um, overlapping the end of the COVID season where we had a good finish up to the 6th of November in the, in the, in the, in the, in the near quad season. That was a 20 game sequence. Then we had the epic 44 game run between 12th of January 2019 after losing and the Sadio Mane did it cross the line at the Etihad to the 2nd of January, um, to the 28th of February. 2020, which was, I think, Mosey, was that the last game before lockdown, the Watford game, the 0-3? Was that yeah. the last game? Yeah. So the Madrid game was the last game. Oh, the last Premier League yeah, game. Yeah, it was the last yeah. Premier League game, yeah. Yeah, it was Watford, yeah. And finally... You got to that Madrid game as well. I did, yeah. I went to the Atletico game, <laughs> looking back now, how mad is that? And then the, um, in his, in Klopp's, right at the end of Klopp's first, uh, the, the really good 18-19 season, we had a 21-game run there from May up to that City game. Um, so we had one defeat in 65 league games. Wow. Anyway, anyway, Jurgen makes when he gets when we when we get it right, he doesn't half go on these on on, on runs, Rosie. I think it's fair to say he's yeah. a very very streaky manager in, in a good way. Yeah, 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 absolutely that because because we've had some not not that many, but when we've been bad under Klopp, we've been awful. Really? Yeah, really bad. Yeah, it doesn't take much. For, and when it goes wrong, it's, we're sensitive to quality, I think. And then when a little bit, it just all falls apart. Yeah. Um, but we are not going to talk about those lineups just yet. So we are having a bit of a diversion here because there's things that have happened in the analytics world that have made us angry. And no one likes to upset the nerds. <laughs> angry nerds is not a good thing for anybody in life, right? But we're going to talk about Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Fuck Musk. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to um, talk about a couple of things. I think we, th- we think are pretty important um, things. Um, one, you know, maybe more important than the other. But um, uh, let's, get, let's get straight to it, Bart. So I'm going to come to you and ask, right, um, due to the way things have evolved in the Premier League this season, are per 90 metrics now redundant? Are they now invalid? Uh, I think... I think if you look at an average, if a game is ten percent longer than the ninety minutes, I think anything that has a error rate of ten percent in any other walk of life, you'd, you'd say was wasn't valid. Mm. Would you not? 
So yeah. I think you, I, I personally think I don't know I don't know what you replace it with. I think Scythe done some uh, touches per hundred touches or whatever. I don't know whether you could do something similar for some of the other metrics, but using a per ninety when the games are largely a hundred minutes is well. Well, on, I was saying on average, it just I think seems it's, a I bit. Think well, I think you could still have it per ninety, but I think it's the number. I think it's the way that the nineties are calculated that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, but they just they just use a ninety at the moment, don't they? Yeah, it's not yeah. Any, it's no, it's not relative to actually what what the the average game love is or anything. But I just think it's for me, it create it's creating errors on the metrics when you compare. I mean, Sai's got some cracking examples between games. Yeah, and if you look at comparing players, it's just not. They aren't comparable, so, you know what I mean? Just, just say, say, for example, one of your PhDs mm. um, intake this year turned up with a margin of error of 10% on his data collection. What would you say to him? Be a fail. There we go. There we go. Right. If you take into account our issue we were discussing about people that use Opta and display the data differently. Yeah. So you look at Mac uh, on his touches on, is it FB ref for 52, I think it is? Yeah. Everywhere else is 55, so that's yeah. what a, a three different, that's about a 5% error. You add that into a potential 10% error on the actual minutes played, yeah. that's, your compound error becomes quite large then. Well, absolutely, because you've got time for one by the other, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I meant three outstanding errors on the person collection when I did that instead of Nunes. So three out of 202, so that's about 1.5%. Yeah. Like, is that a pass, Phil? Like, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> but that's the point, isn't it? That's if the point. percent of our pressing collections wrong, it's pointless. It's yeah. a huge error. It's that like, strong. Yeah, 1% is kind of like, you know, within a range of, of tolerance, right? But 10% is not at all. So we talked about this last week briefly, Sai. Do you want to talk about the examples that, you know, from this week that, you know, um, really sort of triggered us off on the, our, our chain of... Uh, of, of, of thought on this. Were well, you talking about Mac, but right. No, John, no, I mean the um, the touches of Ibu and Gravenberch in the Joe Gomez, sixty one yeah. or eighty. Is that the difference in his touches on the two sides? Yeah. So let's talk about the minutes Jeez. first. Let's talk about the minutes first though, say. Oh, there's there's a huge difference in minutes. So um the the great examples really that the Gravenberch managed um, nine touches in one minute because of the ninety thing, yeah. or did he actually play? Did he actually play? Um, uh, so in reality, he because I've always measured actual minutes rather yes. than. Um, and Graven Birch played ten. Yes, so we came on in the eighty ninth minute, or the ninetieth minute, and he actually came on in the ninety fourth minute. Oh, did he? And played ten minutes. Right. Because it was a 104-minute game. And according to and according to your numbers as well, um, Ibu Kanate uh, made 20 touches in seven minutes. That's uh, phenomenal. 20 touches, 18 passes. Yeah, it's just... it's just. Well, but it should have been 17 minutes, right? Or, or 18 uh, minutes? 19 minutes. 19 minutes, right? Because there was 12 added. Yeah. 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 So how do you, this, how do you mess with that? It's just... Well... <laughs> I wonder if the tipping point will be something like Spurs two, Sheffield United one for this. You know, we realise that the people who provide the data in the public domain have got to do something about the way that they calculate their, their, their metrics because Spurs game was one nil, wasn't it, at, at ninety minutes to Sheffield United? 
At 96 minutes. At 96 minutes, yeah. it was still nil. And there was 16 minutes of stoppage time. It was basically play on until Spurs win, wasn't it, Rosie? I think was the f- it's fair to say. Yeah. No, I'm not going to knock. On, <laughs> I'm, I'm not knocking the added on time. I've been all for this for years. It's not. That's not the point. The point is no. the, the the data sites or one in particular are not adapting to that change quick. Yeah. There were 188 touches after the 90th minute yeah. in that game. Yeah. So, um, couple That's of more th- than Burnley having some games. Under- <laughs> <laughs> so let's just talk about um, a couple of players from that uh, from that Spurs game, right? Because um, Hoybjerg came on in the 89th minute. So according to FB Ref, he's played one minute of football in that match when he actually played 17. And Richarlison came on in the 70th, 79th minute or the 80th minute. And he, he's down as playing 11 um, minutes. So he got a goal and assist in 11 minutes, Rosie. Two shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he actually played... tricks in three minutes, Dan. This is true. This is true. To be fair, we have. But, but yeah, Richarlison actually played 27 minutes in this match. Um, I mean... He only had eight touches. But when you've got... 16 minutes stoppage time in the second half alone. I think there was four in the first half as well, wasn't there? Or five. Um, you know, 16 minutes in the second half, that's over a third of the entire half, right? And of a 90 minute match, it's 18% of a 90 minute match of, 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 sorry, of 90 minutes. That, that, and um, what, what's, what's the answer here for you, Barts? Because, the, you know, we can't, we can't continue with this, can we, right? FB ref has to, has to change it, right? Yeah, if pretty breath have well for a start, they have to get the metrics in line with everybody else uses Opta. I don't yeah, understand how they can't do yeah. that. Um, but this goes back to an early point. I think you and I have had and several other people. Is there's still an issue about universal definitions for what something is? Like yeah, there's still definitely. a bit of an issue with that, and I think yeah. that needs to come about. And maybe this will be a part of the wider discussion. But in terms of the time, I don't. I, I don't know about you boys, but I think they thought it would just return to normal once people got got used to the the time being added on and then stop doing it. But I I just Yeah. It just seems like every weekend there's another game that's even longer than the one before. This yeah. week went up. Yeah. This weekend went up in the second half. It's like the re- the referees have decided something new. Because it was standard. Decided. All the games went up. So it right. was like it wasn't quite harsh enough on the rules. We're gonna we're gonna implement even newer rules. Even more, yeah. And and so, I've looked through and it doesn't correlate with subs either. I thought I thought, okay, they're just giving legitimately 30 seconds for every uh for every interruption interruption for subs, and it really doesn't correlate. I've looked at all the games. It's not yeah. it's not just subs though. It's, there was a player down in our game, um, so it was he only had an eight minutes on. But there's a player down for when Dar- Darwin Nunez's arm came around and apparently whacked him in the face. Yeah. Um, so that was a three-minute add-on. Well, Kwanzaa went down about three times before he went off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. And he signed the game. Yeah, but he should be added on. Yeah, yeah. Should, yeah, yeah. So, oh, should so just want to give you some keepy-uppy on, uh, on, our, uh, on our Discord community, uh, Anfield Index Discord. Um, he's posted. I'm not sure which article it's come from. I'm going to wreck. It looks like the kind of thing that Ghost Goal Adam Bate would write on Sky Sports. So he's part. There have been 22 stoppage time goals in 48 Premier League games this season, compared to just five 
in last season's first five rounds of matches. So 22 goals this season compared to five last season. 18 have come in the second half stoppage time, meaning 40, 15% of all this season's Premier League goals and 19% of those in the second half have been scored in time added on by the officials. That is up from 8% last season. Um, and through the first five rounds of last season, those figures were just 3.5% overall and 2.4% in the second half. These are astronomical increases, but we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised, Bart, because if you're playing on average twelve, you know, ten, twelve minutes more injury time, that's a that's a exactly. massive chunk. Yeah, so that therefore everything else is going to increase opportunity to do the rest, right? And yeah. I think you're dealing with maybe we'll see the fact the fittest teams will get more. I don't know whether that will start coming into it with because I thought Wolves visib- visibly look, look started to get visibly look tired towards the end of the game. Yeah. And and I think you've seen that in a few others where maybe they're less... And they're all fit, but it's that intensity, isn't it, for that period of time against some of the better teams. Yeah. The ones that are used to it will just keep going and going and going and going. And maybe we'll see this increase. I mean, but I, I, I can't even... I can't believe it'll get any bigger than the Tottenham game. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. So it's 16 minutes. And that's, that's a crazy amount of time to be added on. Yeah. And, sorry, just from a... I mean, from a... From a uh, sports science perspective, you, you, you've already mentioned on two pods this season. There is an impact here on on on, on players, you know, in terms of the way that they sprint and the amount of the work they're being asked to do as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, asked they just give an opportunity now. So in training, if you want, if you want to um, create an adaptation in training of uh, of an opportunity for a player to reach their top speed, right? you extend the break in between those repetitions. So they might have a 30 meter sprint and you give them five minutes to recover so that they can, they, their body can do the 30 meter sprint again. Right. Or, or we might do uh, two minutes of, of high intensity work. And then if you want that high intensity work, work to have 140 minutes per uh, 140 meters per minute, which yeah. is a high intensity, uh, then you give them five minutes of rest. Because yeah. that's going to be a higher intensity than if you give them 10 seconds of rest. And then gradually over the course of um, 10 sets, that that per meter rate is going to come down to like 65. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what's happening. So the amount of high speed running in a game is going up because the, because the rest intervals are greater. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. To me, it's the, the, the issue isn't the minutes added on. It's the, it's the invalidation of the stats that one particular website has now got because of its but, but, that, that, And that website, though, is, is the basis, pretty much the basis of all public analytics. Well, it is. Yeah. But it's, hasn't it also got kind of a weird um, mesh of um, metrics now because it 
took on Statsbomb's data yeah. and then tried to plug in Optus after that. So um, yeah, I think it, little, it hasn't got precious crossover. Yeah, um, that's what Phil was talking about with the universal. But as you as you've mentioned many a times, Dan, if so, people will use, you will use that data, uh, but they, they'll it'll be it'll be wrong. It'll be, they won't be aware yeah. of this ten percent, so they'll yeah. be making assumptions based on maybe a ten percent difference in a couple of players, and there's no difference. Yeah, and I think Spurs, all Spurs well, game played thirty nine percent more minutes. Yeah, fucking hell. And, and Liverpool's right. played 30% more minutes. So all the data is wrong on a per 90 basis. Yeah. What's the lowest game? Well, Sorry, have you got no, that? No, it, the, it, uh, sorry, yeah, the lowest, the lowest was Arsenal-Everton, which was 9% more. I, th- I, think, right. I, think, I think what the per 90, normalising to per 90 is still valid. What's not valid is showing the total minutes played on the website, at which you used to do the 90s calculations yeah, as yeah, yeah. one yeah, minute yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of yeah, a second. That's yeah. the bit yeah. which is wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. But that's always been a thing. Like you know, when you get you get an up to stream, yeah, you, yeah. Actually you get the real minutes and you get the the ninety minutes. So yeah. there's always two streams at a time. They're well, just choosing to select the wrong one. Yeah. So, but I think now because the differences are so much more, they're going to have to put in the other opta minutes in the feed, aren't they? They're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, and the same goes for Fotmob. Fotmob, uh, who scored all of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Go for score. Fancy yeah. Football Scout. Literally every site that uses Opta is going to have to use the actual minutes played. Absolutely. Right. That'll be, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it has yeah. to be a good It'll thing. Improve, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Anyway, round number two, right? <laughs> Coming up <laughs> is one of the things that we've tried, one of the reasons for the existence, existence of this show is to try and tell the story of what happened in football matches using data. Right, and we always ask ourselves when we're preparing for the show, when we're doing, we always say, "What is the story in this match with the data that we can tell?" And um, let's take our own data, isn't it, Rosie? Right? We are we've we've constantly refined how we collect our pressing data over the last five or six years. Right? Yeah. We've looked at what we did, and we've looked, and we've maybe got rid of some of the things that weren't so useful, and we've added new things which should help us more. And the, but and the reason we do for that refinement process is to improve the ability to t- our ability to tell stories, isn't it? Yeah. The, the more relevant information, the, the more pertinent, the more valid. Um, <clears throat> production's been a huge thing that we've wanted to focus yeah. on, on both sides. So not, yeah. only in, so not only what comes from the pressing, but what negative pressing causes. So we've increased that. You've added that to your viz. But telling the story, right, is a two-stage process because you're, you're, you're collecting the data. We're creating yeah. it in our respect. And then it's like me and Phil, and mainly Phil, to be fair, yeah. who are doing the visualisation because it's the visualisation, Phil, isn't it, that, ha- that does tell the actual story because you cannot put – one of the first things you ever put when you do a data viz on something is, does this pass the eye test? Yeah. yeah. It has to uh... – I think what you said there right at the beginning about it has to add to the story. You're not creating a story. You're just trying to display it. Yeah. And visually. Uh, and then visually. And some of the, I mean, I, I probably produce far too much beers and I try and, <laughs> and I try and select what is available and then I go through what are the points from it. But I'd rather have too much than too little. But it's about, and you've got to pick and choose what works for you. you know? And I think there's times when, when Papa tells a story, there's times yeah. when directional plot, there's times when a heat map, you know what yeah. I mean? And there's times when the pass map will tell you something that yeah. others can't. So, yeah. It's, it's and picking the right tool for the right it's job, It's picking isn't it? the right tool for the right, yeah. So, and I think the issue with in this game, as you'll come on to, is I don't know which tool right for <laughs> No, well, exactly. It's like there isn't a tool in the shed for this one, right? So what we're talking about here is uh, the Mateus Cunha chance at the halftime. 
basically Wolves are on top. Um, they have a brilliant piece of play from Neto. Cunha should have, should have scored. The game should have probably been over. It would have been 2-0 to Wolves. But that event does not exist in the in the up-to-date. It, it's, it, it's like the Cunha opportunity never happened. So we don't even have the opportunity to tell the tell the story with it, um, Bats, because it doesn't no, exist. It, and it's... So, so, so if you're trying to, if you are putting a viz out about this match, if Opta are doing their stuff like on OptaAnalyst.com, how can they, how can they claim that they they are telling the story of this match with data? I t- and that's I'm really struggling to answer this one because I've been thinking about it because I knew you were going to ask me, and I'm like, I don't know because it's not, it doesn't show up on any of the viz. Oh, hang on a minute, Understack got it. Sorry, I've just noticed. No, it's an, no. They got it's the Doherty one in the second half from the right, same okay. place. In the same place, <laughs> which is so, like a one percent chance. Oh, like it's a one percent chance. But no, I think it's the other point is that I I think you in our chat, which people we yeah you know, we always chat about the game, as people might be aware. Of, but you said he, it hits him, the ball goes forwards. It does. Right? Yeah. So for me, that might sound pretty harsh, but that's an attempt. It is because right, if it I've hits him and goes in, that's a yeah. goal, right? But because it hits him and doesn't go anywhere near the goal. It's not considered an attempt. Yeah, Rosie. Look, I've got a theory, Dan. If you, if you, I've watched it on slow motion, and it does appear that there's a slightest of slight touches of Kwanzaa, and maybe they've thought it's deflected onto him. Really? It's, you know, conscious attempt. But I think the key thing for me, Dan, is there is a metric to measure this. Yes, the opportunity. <laughs> that's the. That's the. If you don't think it's a shot, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Choose that. But that that's it. That was that was all we they they first appeared about six years ago. That 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 optometric yeah. there, the opportunities. Yeah, uh, I think there was one. The first time we used it was a game against Leicester, where Jamie Vardy did a fresh air shot. I think didn't he? Yeah, went through on goal. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was a big chance, missed opportunity with no shot value. Yeah. And at least I, then, you know, you've got that data point in in the data set to refer yeah. to, right? Yeah, yeah. And just j- just so everybody knows about this, right? It was briefly on FopMob. Um, yeah, well, Ash, Ash I think I, I think it was Ash Hebbs and yeah. um, posted it in the disc, uh, again in the uh, Anfield Index under pressure Discord. So get in there, Peter. It was a great place, great community. Um, yeah, it was a 0.36 chance initially, but they took it down at half time, and it's never reappeared since. So, question like, to you: What's the process there, Dan? Because we know that you've got you've got your live match analyst, <laughs> yeah, who's doing yeah. the collection. He'd have put it on there. I think that's a big chance. Counting it goes on the XG, but then they have a review, so they might have had two people yeah. who come up to that person and say mm. that that doesn't qualify as a shot. So fair enough, I, I, I can see that as a as a process. Fair enough, don't count it. But then to me, I think they've it's just a data error where they've made a mistake and forgot that they've got another metric. Yeah, they didn't follow their yeah, own processes. Yeah. So yeah. You know, then you got to ask the question of it, is it a verification problem? Is it data verification? Yeah. Is it inexperienced collectors of the training? Oh. Have, the standard, have the standards slipped in terms of the collectors? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Training, maybe. Yeah, who knows? But the question is, Rosie, right? I just wanted to ask you there because we, we, we care about this kind of stuff, right? It, it was going off Cunha's body towards the goal just very slowly, right? Yeah. But if, if Kwanzaa and Allison had not been there, that ball would have crossed the line. Yeah, right? it's a shot for me. It's yeah. a big chance. So, yeah, if that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have gone in if if, if no if nobody had inter- intervened. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. might have taken a few yeah, seconds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he intended to shoot. That's all that matters for me. 
Yeah. And and the fact that you, the Vardy one where he doesn't touch the ball, he intended to shoot, but doesn't touch the ball, missed opportunity. This one, it touches him. He's intending to shoot. He's in a big chance position. It's a big chance. It's not it even goes towards angle. goal as well. It goes towards goal. Yeah. It's not like the Vardy one where he doesn't toss. do that. Yeah. I would argue the toss in that up to room there. With anyone who else. It would have yeah. been the slowest goal ever scored, probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> in terms of velocity of ball. Yeah, I think even Gags could have come that kid off the line, but you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another Gags thing. I love it. <laughs> um, Sai, anything on this one before we wrap up? Sai's looking through other data trying to find it. <laughs> He's trying to find it. I was, oh. I was literally, you know, your um, the Kwanzaa thing, there was no opto record of his touch. Oh, All right, there you go. Yeah. What? It, well, it was slight, if anything. Yeah. Well, I, I've got two screenshots which show it touching his head. But... Oh, sorry, I thought yeah. you meant the clearance. Sorry, after no, 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 it's hard to see. Uh, it's hard to see a deviation in the flight of the ball. So, yeah, I, I would see the only. Uh, the, I agree with everything you said, but we have one tool these days that uh, that does tell a better story that involves that unexpected threat. We don't really have anything public for expected threat, do we? That's the do we or do we? Is it Mark Arstadt yeah. says now the authority? Mark Arstadt Bart's does it as well, but uh, but yeah. Mark Arstadt says it's very obvious in, in that that there was a big opportunity right there. All right, it's Karen, isn't it? What's his name? Karen Singh, is it? No, yeah, Karen, but Karen's not active anyway. He, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he, yeah, but that's whose data they use. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's his R package, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kuna. So, because um, every brief have a version of it as well. I'm yeah. just checking it now. So um, there was, there were, it was a point f- equivalent of point four xg at that sense. at that moment from from the thirty second minute. Yeah, which yeah, feels about right. It, it, are you looking at yeah. are, you, are you looking at a race chart for um yeah for xt? Is that on yeah Mark Arstats? It's on Mark Arstats. Yeah, yeah. All right. There we go. Yeah, but that's it. The- that's it. There's nothing. There's nothing gen- like generally mainstream, publicly available for normal geeks that don't follow this one person, or yeah. that aren't bars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the answer is ultimately is XT. Yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, to be got, fair. Yeah. I've got point one for him. There you go. Sorry. Should yeah. reference that. But yeah. All right. Nice. Do you want, do you want to do the other thing? Say or leave it. What was the other thing? You said you had another. I think there's a point. pod on that, Dan. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing was quickly. Uh, I th- I agree, but it's just a. It was a Kaylee thing. He made loads of. Uh, Kaylee is the stats bomb dude. Um, he made uh, a, a light entertainment uh, yesterday <laughs> evening about uh, <laughs> yeah, the top yeah. twenty worst good engagements. Yeah, worst shooters against the top twenty most accurate shooters of the last. 12 years of data because they have 12 years of data because they've managed to somehow create XG data back to 2011 when largely it's really only been available since 2017, but whatever. Um, and, um, it was interesting. The best, the best finishers in the world were all midfielders. Um, for the, for the top eight were, were midfielders down to Messi at nine and Gareth Bale at 10. Um, and then the worst in the world that were largely forwards with a bunch of midfielders in there as well. Um, but they, that, uh, it feels like that's kind of more obvious. The worst field, uh, sh- sh- 
worst finishes. Um, so the um, the math was uh, XG versus actual goal output. Yes, and uh, so if you get you if you you have a guy that misses and a minimum that, minimum seven hundred and fifty shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which so is a big, which is a big deal. Footballer. Yeah, because yeah, it takes Howard out of the equation. Yeah, he's not there yet. It normalizes by making the sample larger. You're making the chances for variance lower. Exactly. But in the top 20, uh, Harry Kane was 20, uh, and Lewandowski, Aguero, and uh, Mo Salah were not in the top 20 at all. Well, that makes sense for um, for, for Lewandowski because he was mostly average finisher until um, he, he went to Bayern. He's had yeah, three yeah, seasons but, at the back end of his career. But that's is, eight years ago. No, but like three. He's oh, three, is he Bayern, not at not at yeah. Dortmund? Yeah, yeah so yeah, he had yeah. three. He's had three killer years when he's yeah, playing unbelievable Bayern. killer years. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it doesn't offset the whole career. Like you know, it's not. Like, I think you have to be pretty hot at finishing right from the start, going all. True, the way but Aguero is amazing. Has been amazing his entire career. Mo Salah's been largely well, amazing. Didn't, didn't, didn't 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 Aguero have quite an, a mediocre big chance conversion? Yeah, it was, it was one always. Of the, it was never high, was it? Thirty-two, but also converted other chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, my, so the story here, the question I I put posed and I would pose to you is: Why do such below average finishers still have so many goals? I don't think Aguero and Lever and Salah are below average finishers. No, they are. Listen, they're average or they're below average. That's yeah. what I was saying. Right. No, no, no. He just said they, just, they weren't in the top ten. Top yeah, yeah. No, no. He explicitly asked, and he said that they were below average. Yeah, he oh, said Mo was was on balance with his. Yeah, Sal- Sal- Salah's, Salah's on par with his ex Yeah, career. Lewandowski and Aguero are below average. All right, yeah. okay, fair enough. That's well, yeah, said. yeah. So, so yeah, the question is why? Why would they be given chance? Why would they be given enough minutes to correct to score that many goals? Because they still score enough. Lewandowski and Aguero when they don't create anything either. Because they still score enough goals overall, <laughs> even if they miss chances. But if you get, I'm- but. Given given where they sit amongst players that uh, are well ahead of them, why wouldn't you just pick one of those instead? Because 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 they can't play up front. No, there's a bunch of strikers in there. It's two things. Lever did offer the pressing. He also wouldn't have played in the cop team. Aguero Pep had issues with Aguero the whole time. Yeah. I know he played him, but he was always looking for another one, and now he's gone even worse. In terms he's of play, he's gone to he's gone yeah. to the total extreme. I see what you're saying because of what happened when he didn't have Aguero. I think more is a different case entirely. He's had he's had different clubs and then players in a different position to Lewandowski and Aguero um, in a diff, in a different system. See, so I, don't, I, see, I, see, I don't I don't think any of that really matters, right? And I'm going to bring Bart in here as well because this, this is uh, XG. Ultimately, XG models are based on the same mathematical rules as casinos and insurance companies and pensions um, and the people who run your pension schemes. The law of large numbers, isn't it, Bart? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And the house always wins, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's – but we'll see that. I mean, it's not – you'll always return – like, law of large numbers is that the, the larger the sample size, the, the greater you return to the mean. But the, average but, of the, whole but the model, the underlying model which the players – Shots are compared against is the law of law of large numbers, right? So yeah. the model underneath it has got, you know, Kaylee's probably got a million shots in that sample, probably yeah. pushing probably. a million shots, right? 
so he can get his X, Y, you know, he's got his X, Y coordinates. He's got his, whether it's a head, whether it's a foot, whether it's a yeah. whatever, a dribble, following a dribble. He's got all that. He's got his granularity in there. Yeah. And, you know, and he, he, that underlying model now with so many shots that you, you it's going to, you can't argue from that. So all you're doing in, in the, in the analysis is looking at one player's individual shots and how he's performing against that model. Yeah. No, it, it's, as you said, the house always wins. It's just the, it is a weird conundrum, though. Isn't it? It's sort of how do we rate players? I suppose it's interesting. And uh, the seven fifty for me is an interesting cutoff. That's that's kind of because I don't I think there's many. I don't think there's many players who've got more than seven hundred and fifty shots. No, it, but he's clearly chosen that for engagement, right? I would have said not on those else, but yeah. And the number three on that list from seven hundred and fifty shots is a player who's got thirty eight xg. That's a lot of shit shots. <laughs> who is number you know three? I mean? I, I it, they, wasn't it Roma? Was it Nine Golan? Uh, Roma. Well, I don't know. Fifty-two goals on thirty-eight xg, thirty-eight xg over seven hundred and fifty shots. Just tells me his shot quality is poor. <laughs> <It's all laughs> <three counters. laughs> yeah, Messi's nine over there on that list. Well, yeah, with four hundred and forty goals on three hundred and fifty-two I mean, xg, I mean, as the best player ever. And we should yeah. say that Ronaldo wasn't even in top twenty. So <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Ronaldo's yeah. shot conversion has been appalling for years. It's like it's, it's, it's you've just said it. You've just, you've just said it. Yeah, you've just said it. It's it's a you know it's all all this is doing is the amount of shots people take and against against the model. And you know yeah. maybe you know but maybe Dan, some people. We've always said, and I thought I'd always something I'd always believed was if I'm looking at an attacker, if his numbers underlying numbers. Are still there, I believe who will score goals. Right. Doesn't matter who it is, apart from maybe Christian <clears throat> but, or the obvious. Yeah. Because if you're getting chances to score as a striker and your shot volume is above three and a half four, yeah. And you're having 0.75 to one XG a game, I'm not worried about you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're if you're neutral or slightly above your XG on a good shot. Rage. You're fine. You're shooting. You're fine. But it's like the the Origi example you gave years ago, Rosie. That you know, you know, you know, he would he, he might be a good forward, but he he, he shoots one and a half times a game, or was it one, one yeah. time? Yeah, and it takes That's more worrying to get. Can, to can get we to just the... confirm? Can we just take this? Take a second to confirm that Divock Origi is not a good forward. <laughs> <laughs> Any every club he goes to agrees that he's not a good forward. You can't, yet, you can't yet be yet a good striker. I think is some kind of dodgy racism going on. He's a big six foot three, fast black dude that they keep expecting to do stuff that doesn't. Is it, yeah. it Forrest? Any playing tonight? Isn't he? Is he? Really? Is he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's signed Forrest. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Sorry, Christ. He's so he he He's in the chat. He's p- currently playing left wing off the bench for Forest tonight. Wow! Wow! Because Milan didn't want him. Anyway, okay. anyway. a striker without shot volume is not a striker. That so exactly. just just so you know, Mo Salah career number of shots one thousand one hundred fifty three on FB ref from age twenty at Basel. Thank you. There you go. One thousand one hundred fifty three shots. And probably one thousand one hundred fifty three xG. <laughs> well, the XG only runs. From, the XG on an FB ref only runs from seventeen eighteen season, yeah. and it's um, one hundred and sixty-seven XG. And oh, I'm going to have to calculate. Oh, no, I'll just, I'll just okay. do Liverpool. Liverpool only. Liverpool only. Um, Good maths, Dan. Quick. One hundred eighty-seven goals. Yeah. One hundred sixty-seven XG. That depends out. No, no. Uh, yeah. Akeley was including. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's even yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, no, it was just because people miss pens. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because, no, what, you know, I think what you, when you're looking at total XG as a figure or XG, XG mm, per maybe. 90, you need to take out your pens. Yeah. But when you're looking at actual shooting, you can keep them in. Mm. Sure about that, Dan. <laughs> anyway. I was scouting. Anyway. Should we do the match? I would, any, player, match. <laughs> any player, I would not include their penalties in any kind of analyst for the club. Anyway, this is why FB ref need to sort their shit out because now we've spent half an hour talking about this when people don't hear us talk about the Wolves match. <laughs> they, they, they subscribe for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, let's get straight right into those lineups. Si. Are we talking about the game now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about the game now. Amazing. Uh <laughs> The I, the big question for us, we well, we got Kwanzaa making his debut, which is a big deal, big, um, deal. big deal, and and no great choice. But thank God for Kwanzaa over your son playing fucking hell. Um, yeah, he's left now. He's got to lead, doesn't he? Yeah, Celtic, off him. Sorry, I've stopped. I've stopped reading his messages because I didn't get my bonus. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Kwanzaa is quick, so uh, uh, happy with that. Um, I think it's, it's quite um, given the the level of of desperation we have of having to play a centre back in a, in such emergency or a right back at some point that that Kwanzaa over over and uh, Endo that's I think that's a, an endorsement. For, well, you were right about Trent. You were right about Trent's injury. Yeah, it's going to be another couple of weeks, I think. You think it's going to be another two? Wow. Yeah. So maybe not even West Ham. Yeah, it's potentially not even West Ham. Oh, I thought I was sorry. Which leads us into this debate now. The is, South American players. Is the, the South American players. Um, I think, I thought uh, that three and a half days returning from, uh, three and a half days between games... Um, should be enough for you to be playing in a a match on Sunday, Sunday uh, on Saturday afternoon, right? But problem is the McAllister in particular, he was playing at such altitude, he needed an o- oxygen mask on, lying down on the side of the pitch. La Paz, they were playing in, in yeah, Bolivia, which is in the world. It's so, in the Andes, yeah, and they always yeah. play. They always play at that particular ground for their home games because it gives them an advantage, a huge advantage. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So there, there, I'm sure Bart's could talk about it. There are some uh, fascinating um, biology in uh, in players from there. Do you know um, how um, humans you, it's, it's, from it's, there? It's, it's like the Colombian cyclists as well. You know when they always do well in the mountain stages, yeah, because um, they got because they, they actually have better, bigger lungs, I think, or or they can they can do more with the lungs anyway. Um, do you do, know they, how they, they have high hemoglobin content? Yeah, so doesn't there isn't like, there like, isn't your blood cells process here? Yeah, carry more oxygen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so how Paz is a little bit of sports science, right? This is this is the operational side of being a sports scientist at a football club, right? They they will they will have um, a variety of um, everyday testing metrics and tools. They will use some kind of Apple Watch, Aura Ring, um, some kind of Whoop band, which which monitors the stress levels, the ongoing daily real time stress levels of the players. I'm not entirely sure which ones which one they use or whether whether our players have some kind of preference. I imagine that some use some and some use another. 
um, which feeds into a database. They will have the the uh, GPS metrics of who runs what, where, and and in in each team. They will add uh, um, uh, like a, a ratio for a fatigue ratio for distance traveled, for time between games, for um, altitude, hopefully. Um, and then once they return, they will have to have some kind of uh, entry-level f- uh, fitness test. It will be a oh, readiness test. So um, most clubs, I know Liverpool use uh, a groin bar test in the morning and a CMJ, which is a counter movement jump. So they'll have to basically stand on some plates that measure how much force you're putting into the ground and how quickly, and they'll jump up and down. Um and this is only measured against their baseline, individual players' baseline. And it goes into a big dashboard that flags any great deviation beyond, I don't know, 1.2% or 5%. It depends. Every club have their own. Um, and if McAllister um, passed those tests, I will go outside and chew on my own tyre. Wow. It can't physiologically be possible that he could require that level of medical attention and then fly 12 hours and have passed those tests and then make that performance. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, um, La Paz, I've just looked it up, 3,600 metres above sea level. That's a bad pitch. So, but Alvarez played for Man City on the same day, right? Enzo Fernandez, and had quite a good game, right? Enzo Fernandez played on a day later again and stank the place out for Chelsea. Uh, and he uh, he was well, another one. Darth, if if the four of us went and, skiing together, but but he had like, the, he uh, Enzo needed the breathing apparatus. Was going to say like like um like Mac, but I don't know what Alvarez needed. <laughs> Go but, on. So Enzo played the day later and was shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, why was Alvarez maybe? unaffected in in a way that Mac and... My point is, if the four of us went skiing together, one of us, three of us, all four of us might get altitude sickness. Right. It's down down to the individual. It's down to the individual. Entirely down to the individual. Uh, uh, For all we know, that Alvarez might be born at altitude. Right. Yeah. True. So we have no idea. All we can say is, without a shadow of doubt, McAllister did need oxygen and then he had to play in what would be game day plus four, yeah. which is, which is the day before fully recovered day. Yeah. And I just say that the highest point in Western Europe is the summit of Mont Blanc at 4,800 meters. 
So you're playing and three quarters up Mont Blanc. <laughs> three quarters up Mont Blanc. Actually. <laughs> Good God. Right. Um, I'd need so oxygen so. halfway up Snowden to a game of football. <laughs> Take the railway, Rosie. <laughs> so, Good. where the team's concerned, right. the interesting yeah. thing was that he selected McAllister. Yeah. And then he didn't select Diaz or he didn't select the street ballers. Yeah. Well, Diaz played yeah. the, the following day after Argentina. He played the next day. He played on the Wednesday. Colombia. Yeah, and Bielsa said Nunes came off <laughs> halfway through the game. The muscle yeah. twins, but yeah, yeah, because he put in so much effort in the first game and then was on his ass halfway through. The if you've got muscle twins, you're either fit or you're not. You're not on the bench. Yeah. Um, oh. Esther Pinnon didn't play for Brighton either at all. So it was a curious decision. That's all I'm saying that was born out to have been a mistake. It was a wrong yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, before we quickly go on to. Uh, Bart, do you just want to quickly walk us through the Wolves uh, setup? New manager. Yeah, new manager. Um, changed two from the previous game. So, uh, oh, I can't even. Bellagari. Zara went into midfield. Bellagari. And then. Yeah, uh, yeah, Silver, he calls himself. And then Silva yeah. drops out for Huang. So, a couple of three changes around. A, a change in shape to kind of a. I don't know what they were trying to do, but yeah, they had. Um, Basically, a, a back four with a one in front against us and a three and a one um, against us. Previous game, they went with a fairly rudimentary four four two. So, um, yeah, just what, a slight change. Um, was Gary O'Neill in charge of Bournemouth when they beat us one 0 last season? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. I thought so because I definitely thought there was very long in that first half. I thought there was big patterns of play and similarity between this game and that Bournemouth match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they were switching it. They were in a very deep, compact, nice, organised organized block. block. Yeah. yeah, and they'd find Neto as soon as on a big switch on a couple yeah, of Yeah, it was yeah. one forward, four at the back, and the rest in between, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. okay. Uh, Roti, match summary? Yes, uh, we'll do your, your generic full match summary, but I think you need to break it down again. Um 16 shots to 11, 11 in the box to 7 in our favour, 5 shots on target to 2, 2.52 XG to 0.62. We've already discussed the Kuna chance, so I would round that up to 1 for Wolves. Um, four big chances for us. Again, we'd say 1 for Wolves, but it's gone down as 0. 40 penalty box touches to 29. No defensive errors each. Bit of a range between understart and Kayleigh. Kayleigh had us at 2.2, understart at 2.83. The defensive numbers are pretty similar. Again, not including Wolves' big chance that could have made it 2-0. In the first half, though, they had eight shots to our five. Um, we dominated the possession. Um, they had 11 dribbles to our four, which is, I thought was quite a significant factor in that first half. I think they had 24 touches in our box to something like 12 in the first half. And then when I saw the data, I haven't seen the full data, but when I saw the data in the second half, we were something like 21 to 1. Um, that's how much of a non-factor they were. We had 11 shots to 3 in the second half. Um, and then if you look at the XG, it was level until our first goal. Um, so it was 0.6 all. And then basically at the end of the game, we were on 2.8 and under stat, and they were on 0.7 or wherever they finish. So, yeah, it's a good away um, match summary, but it's a cliched, um, absolutely shockingly bad first half where we should have lost. And then we come back in the second half. Um, 
Are you saying it was a game of two halves, Rotey? Uh, no, I'll let you say that, Dan. Or, or, <laughs> it's like Saints and Greavesy, isn't Lawrence it? Or <laughs> Alan Saints and Greavesy. <laughs> but it literally was down, wasn't it? Yeah. There's yeah, it was. Can do about that. That's what it was. Um, we'll let Si and Phil discuss the uh, tactical change, but I think the the DIS sub and change in shape, taking McAllister off, obviously, who couldn't breathe. Um, yeah. and, then barely, and then barely sat down for the second half. He was just leaning on the side of the uh, on the side of the uh, dugout, just with a grimace on his face. And Klopp said that. He said. I, I think some some along those lines. I've never seen someone smile as much when I've taken them off. Because um, <laughs> clearly didn't want to play. <laughs> right. Yeah, so let's um, let's talk about that first half, chaps. Um, Sai, how did you um, you did your normal? Now, what's not your, your normal routine? Not watching it live, live. You are watching it delayed. Um, what did you think of that first half? How 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 bad was it? We were or how bad. good? Absolutely awful. We were absolutely awful. We set up to do the things that we we have uh, done in the in the last five months. We set up to build the way we've built in the last five months, yeah. um, and then protect in the way we've protected in the last. So month. the system, the system is the system, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But but you're you're replacing the um, focal point of the build phase. With um, I like I personally like Joe Gomez, a donkey. So you're replacing the best passer in the league, one of the five best passers in the world, with a decent centre back. It makes no sense. They they require totally different. They the way they receive the ball, the way they distribute, the angles that the the uh, they receive the ball from, are totally different. The demands on them are totally different, and I don't understand why he was there. He playing Joe Gomez as the second six, the inverted fullback, the nuanced. It, it was it was like. Uh, the grassroots coaches I see who think they're Pep Guardiola playing out from the back with a big fat goalkeeper that can't that can't pass a ball three feet. It it, it caused us so many problems structurally, spatially, in in terms of um, uh, space between players, the formation he was getting in the wrong the wrong places. He was never available for the right pass. Uh, and then he wasn't in the right position to block space when when we were counted upon. Um, this is not Joe Gomez's fault at all. It was Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, 100%. You said this, Dan, after about 25 minutes, and they need to change it now. Yeah, we could have easily, we could have easily made a couple of subs after 25 minutes, couldn't we? Just well, the, we didn't need to. We point. didn't even need to make yeah, a sub. even just change the tactics. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just do the thing that they all are comfortable doing. Given what he how he changed it at half time, literally the players on the pitch could have just changed formation. Yeah, yeah. And then you may you so we could have changed changed the system, and then maybe mitigated McAllister's physicality issues. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not even sure it was that physical. Right. So do you, do you remember we talked many times about about fatigue and how it manifests itself in decision making? Right. That was the problem. So decision-making first touch, it wasn't about 
the running. There were two moments where it looked very obviously about the running, but I think both of those were a level of disappointment in himself. He was he was like he, he basically was so devastated in his own his, his own touch. Yeah. That he was like, oh God. By which stage he reacted, he was so far behind everybody else, so there was no point sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he he couldn't get around. I don't think it was an it was such an energy thing. I th- I just think he just he just made some horrendous touches. Yeah, yeah. But combine that with a with with a, a centre back trying to play the hybrid role. So then his spatial awareness is going to be off because he's not sure where he should be. Yeah, yeah. Gomez is, doesn't know where he should be. Wolves are exploiting everywhere where Gomez should be, which yeah. is where all their threat came from. And then everyone's going, what? And then we've got another young centre-back just behind McAllister going, oh, what's going on here? Nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. And you said that, that's what I mean, Dan, you said it after 25 minutes, just switch. Either either switch a player or switch a system. I was just, I was just thinking that we need... would have been more effective. We, we, we need to... We, my, my view is we needed to change it before because we were at risk of losing the match in the first yeah. half. Yeah. And yeah, we've already yeah, talked yeah. about the Cunha chance. Yeah. Should have had Should have been. So if you think of the first build phase, right, it comes about through Virgil. Yeah. Who is the best passing centre-back in the world. And then it breaks into the second phase, which is into the second line, which is which is Trent. And if Trent can't can't receive possession, it's McAllister or Thiago. Yeah. Like an unbelievable player. Or you can slip it through and, and Zobo's coming deeper. Or jo- uh, Jones can retain it. Or you can punch it to Mo, who will do something magical. Right. And what happened was we replaced the best passing centre back in the world with a neophyte. And in front of him was McAllister and the centre back playing as the as our second phase playmaker. Um and so what they did was that they pressured McAllister on both sides. So they had they had somebody coming in on both corners. So we they allowed him the ball, but they were instantly pressing because they didn't need to bother with with marking Jones uh, Jones because there's nothing like he's no threat so so we had to build instead of Kwanzaa which they were allowing Kwanzaa the ball because Kwanzaa was probably going to give it to McAllister and then they'll take it off McAllister because um, there's nothing you can do when you've got two people just taking the ball off you as, as soon as you, you you receive possession and there's no angle for you to bounce a pass um, or Matip to carry the ball which he did really really well but he can't carry the ball because Jones is right in front of him. Gomez, Gomez. No, Gomez, I'm on my bad, not Jones. But Gomez is right in front of him. He's already blocking his space. So it was only when Gomez moved back to right back that that allowed a slot for Matip to to um, build, to help us build from the back. And he doesn't build with a pass, he builds through carrying. And as soon as we went to Gomez out wide uh, around their best player, Neto, Neto doesn't bother tracking Matip. It allowed us to build through that phase as well, which is something when we're more naturally, you know, it suits us better. It gives space for Matip to break into. So it, at no point did it make any sense for those players on the pitch to do those things that, 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 that were demanded of them in the first half, even though they did it badly. Uh, but um, before we go on to the off-ball off, off stuff, um, what um, what did you see on the anything you want to add on the build-up and anything in your in your database on that first half and the, on the on the ball? On the ball for them, I mean, the, the shape pretty much explains what I was talking about. They 
they took up you know uh, sort of two ships or two sets of of, uh, of grids if you like across the pitch in a, in a box around our centre two uh, passing chains they have a, a very low um, so the majority of chains are around the five mark which suggests they were winning it and playing it into the wider players as we've chatted about free fod um, a second half they condense into one strip of boxes. So they drop off deeper and they're in one strip of boxes and there is no connections to any four players in, in anywhere near our goal in the second half. Whereas we are conversely the reverse. So we come out second half, first half, we are the compacted in one strip with uh, a few lines into Salah, obviously, because we're always trying to get Mo into the game. You got one into Gapco and one into um, Jota, not linked between each other, should we say. But when you go second half, we're higher up the pitch, visibly on the bit higher up the pitch. We've got more depth to our play and there's connections between the front three with Nunes on the pitch, which is the first time I've seen that. And there's just a better structural network of our passing. It's it's yeah. more of a shape. And it looks more, as I just said, both fullbacks actually just playing fullback. Yeah. And then you've got Dom and um, Jones operating in the middle as a two and Elliot came on and and Diaz did some in and out stuff as well. But the structure in the second half is a lot more expansive, a better passing network for us. And as I said, passing between the front three is amazing when Nunes on the pitch. It's that's that's over 12 passes between the front three as a, wow. and that's that's brilliant. You know, it's not just midfield finding the front three, it's the three of them linking together, which was a great thing to see. So we need to insert evolution gag here. Yeah, we do find the evolution yeah. gag, yeah. Um, and, and our tactics in terms of passing change change as well. We, I think we all said in the, in the chat that we had a lot of sterile possession. So we were keeping the ball for long periods of time, yeah. not redoing really oh, a lot. So that, that first half, half, as I said, Bart, I, I thought that first half reminded me of the Bournemouth and Forest games last season. Yeah, yeah. Where ball, you can, ball, yeah, ball, yeah, keep yeah. ball, sterile possession, you know, mostly deep recycling in our own half. Um, the passing was we were it was incredibly slow. They were letting our worst players have the ball, and then we would try and play a pass into midfield. They would pounce, and it was and a negative tra- negative transition all the fucking time. And you know, and it, we to be honest, I don't know if we defended in the in negative transition in that first half much better than we did all of last season. I mean, size mentioned Gomez's position and because of, you know, he was out constantly out of position, but they, you know what Wolves did in that first half? Dribble. 20, ta- yeah. 20 dribbles. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah. Negative yeah. Dresha, all the place, all, all the time. And Neto would have been a handful for Gomez eventually. Yeah. He'd been a handful for Trent, right? Playing there. It, it yeah, it's a good player. player. He's, He's a, a good player. player. Yeah. And he can deliver a ball into the right area. Yeah. So, and their player pulled on to, I think he pulled on to Quanta, didn't he? So, it, which is what you do on a youngster. Yeah, Cunha dribbled a lot as well, five times as well in the first half. Exactly. So, I think they they set out to do what, um, as you said, they, when we played Bournemouth last season, we got beat. Is that the same tactics? And we just adapted really well. And I said in the chat as well, Klopp made an in-game change that won us a game. Yeah, for sure. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, Rosie, the goal wasn't very good. No, there's lots, lots bad about that. Um, so it starts with Gakpo miscontrolling it from a throw in <laughs> deep in their half. Um, a lot of players, I didn't, didn't realize it was from a throw, it was someone throwing, miscontrols it, and then Matic comes charging forward to press. Yeah, it's not quite a failed press because they, they just dink it sideways, 
past him. Um, but it's laid off to Neto, who's in his own half when he picks up the ball. So he, he dribbles nearly 50 metres, yards, whatever you want to use. Um, he goes past Savozlai. Um, kind of doesn't get quite close enough. Maybe could get closer and give away a free kick. But I think Neto does really well. He's an absolutely amazing dribbler. Matip can't bring him down in the box. Um, Robertson doesn't see yeah. the danger from Huang behind him. Um, and then the ball, the shot goes through Robbo's legs, so he's megged, and Alisson can't recover. Well, credit for credit for credit for the credit for the cross, Rosie. It was a beautiful ball. Cut back. His delivery is superb. Either foot. Yeah, he, he was, it was really, beautiful, was beautiful pass, um, and yeah. a lovely, you know, lovely, uh, lovely weight on it as well. Yeah. yeah, it's just a calm finish as well because he's got to keep it on target from a tight angle. Seven percent chance. Yeah. Um, should we talk quickly, quickly about Allison? A lot of people, some people were disappointed with Allison on the goal, and I'm, I'm not sure sure how we can um, be given grief because he's got to cover that near post for the initial shot. He has to he has to cover that near post, right? Yeah, you 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 were right. We and Gags both were critical of him initially, just from watching, but doing it slow mo. No, you weren't alone though. There was plenty of fans that were critical of. Allison. Oh, I didn't know that, but I, yeah. I I just saw it as a keeper. But I think. I don't think there's any criticism because he, he saves it and then drags yeah, it yeah. over the line with momentum, as you said. Yeah, but like you know, but he has to he has to cover that near post. Yeah, the, the cutback is is is, is good because it's not a slow one; it's at pace as well, isn't yeah. it? And then he has to scramble across. He has to reverse gear, scramble across his goal. Yeah, and then you know he's he, he's 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 not quite sprinting, obviously, but he's an, he's a ninety five kilo dude. He's a big guy, and yeah. then you know he dives to save the shot, but he's probably his own. I saved it. He did save it. He just dragged it, it in with his right hand. Yeah, it's probably his own momentum carries him across the goal line. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing, yeah. It's, and it's such a split second. It's not, he, he can't, can't. He might be good, but he can't stop gravity. No. <laughs> so I, you, you weren't happy with Andy Robbo on the goal. I actually think it's a function of um, uh, this. Will I think we had three games before this where I was shouting at um, Virgil for doing the same thing. Like space can't score. Stop marking a marking a post from twenty to, from twenty yards out. There's no point you marking a post when there's nobody in the box. Go and, go and stop the guy from have, having a shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it goes through his legs. Yeah, then it goes through his legs, and and he did a good job getting back because he was right up on the left wing. So uh, Klopp pointed out the uh, the thing in the second half. Blah 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 blah. I thought he was playing left back more than uh, more than Gomez was playing right back. And, uh, in the first half and, and he, he balls out, sprint like a, a lunatic to get back into position, which is great. But, uh, he was blowing at that point. Um, and he, he actually got back in tw- maybe 20 meters further than, uh, uh, Huang because he was, he was like almost touched tight to him when we lost possession. If he'd have just remained touched tight to him, the goal wouldn't have happened. Yeah. 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 Um, and the rest of the half, um, obviously there was the the Cunha was the, the massive chance, so we're gonna we'll give it as a point three six. But eight shots to five, we, you know, um, it, it, it but it, it wasn't good though. So the pattern did pretty much stay. We didn't really attempt to change it. We couldn't really get anything going in attack. We kept giving the ball away and kept getting yeah. broken on. It was it was like the beginning of last season where they were yeah. just running straight through midfield and making it making a, a long pass one way or the other. Yeah, switch maybe, but a long pass. 
um, behind our defence uh, into their winger who was busting his ass. Um, at what the the Cunha ch- chance, we uh, we had three players around him, and he managed to get through, get past uh, yeah. Zobo and Matip to get a ball into the box. Yeah, like that is just some awful, awful defending. Somebody should just take him out for. If, if you you either take the ball or take the man, but for to allow him to get to the box to put to put in a pass like that, that's just awful, awful defending. Yeah, uh, Rosie, you collected the pressing uh, in the first half. Um, what did you see? So this fills Papa, which confirms to me I thought there was a lot of energy. I thought there was a lot of effort. Yes. Um, more intense than I saw last season, particularly in that Bournemouth game, but also more fails. I'd be interested in to know the fail numbers in the first half, but it felt like there was a lot. I think there's a couple of shots that they had from fail presses. Mm. Um, definitely a couple of crosses. There was one that didn't end up in a shot. They just fractionally missed it. Um, yes. Uh, the front three weren't doing that much pressing but I don't think they had much chance because I think Wolves were too quick Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of their attacks and a lot of our opportunity for pressing came from us giving the ball away like I just said Yeah, so we give the ball away and then everyone would try and sort it out collecting Wolves pressing would collecting Wolves pressing in that first half would have been interesting yeah because they were good because yeah. like Sides just said they were pressing Mac letting Quanta have the ball they knew who to who to yeah they had the triggers, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, had the triggers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had good triggers and we didn't. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. One thing I did notice that that uh, Semedo and um, Joao Gomez um, both look quite nicely press resistant. How did you see those two dudes? So didn't really notice Gomez. I don't think his volume was that high, maybe fourteen. But yeah. Semedo looks amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's one to watch. Um, I'm not sure we could get him to be a reserve right back, but bloody hell, he'd have been good for us in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Replacing Trent. It, it, it was it, it was the one um, mostly failing on him. Was it Jota, Gakpo, and um, Robbo? A mix. Um, yeah. Phil might have the exact data, but yeah, it felt like he. he I think he did Nunes, Diaz, Jota, yeah. Gakpo, um, Robbo. 
Um, yeah. Jones. Yeah. He made them all look a bit daft occasionally. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's very good. You got about a one in several of those players. They've all got like they've all had a go and lost. Yeah, yeah. So, he's quite pacey, yeah. isn't he? But yeah, he's he's oh, skillful. He used, yeah. used to play for Barcelona, right? Yeah, didn't get a game, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then he's a George Mendes, is a, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Move, move him around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Neto, um, Neto got targeted twenty-two times. Yeah, that's not surprising, uh, really, is it? Nah, but then we had ninety-five percent. Yeah, yeah, not quite. Because um, there was quite a few of them, Phil, where we couldn't get near him to press. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It's it's interesting, wasn't it? Going the data. It's, 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 another consequence of the Cunha thing is it's Rob Netter, one of the best assists of the season. Oh, what a pass! The pl- oh, the play, the, the the nutmeg, the the the, the sprint into the box, the curved yeah. cross, the the nonchalant cross. Yeah, yeah. beautiful assist beautiful. that would have been. A bit lovely. Yeah. But again, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in the data. Not even no. a chance. No. He got the dribble. The new net, the, the, the two, um, the two netto dribbles exist, but, uh, yeah, the chance created doesn't either. No. Anyway, anyway. Just um, a shout out to Diaz. Well, that's what we'll come on to this come out, go on. Do the change on. for Yeah, do the change for us. So, what are the, the tactical tweaks, uh, Bart's? Do we need to talk about them or did Sai cover that? I think Sai covered that. We just, the, the fullbacks ended up being fullbacks. We played two in the middle. Um, yeah. And then we brought on Nunes on 56. Did, did you see it as 4 4 2, 4 2, or 4 2 4 <sighs> kind of thing? Yeah. Because Elliot and Diaz were both coming in the middle a bit as well. What does the network suggest in terms of the shape and how we actually played on the ball? So on the ball in the, in the second half, You've got the back four in, and yeah. then you've got Dom and Jones in the middle level with the back four. Elliot is behind Mo, and then you've got a front three of Diaz, Nunes, and and Salah. Um, so, but that again, Elliot was doing in and out. Do you know what I mean? He was he was quite wide and coming in, and Diaz was popping up in zone fourteen quite a lot. So, yeah, as we know, with they move position a lot, you can get it, but it. It's still, Diaz, to me, on the network, looks like a front three. But. Diaz got 11 touches in the box in a half. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's really good. I thought I thought he was really good when he came on. It's phenomenal uh, in a game, Dan, never mind half. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, his lead with Nunes as well was was exceptional in the second half. Um, just right by the passing. Um, they seem to link up. With lots of one-touch player run the run the run the box, which is, yeah, which is but it's good. Like you, like you said, to to get a connection in your chart, you need at least four passes in between, yeah. you know, either in either way, and you know, it's it's it's, it's such an, another positive sign. Yeah, and Dom, though, I mean, you shouted it out. He's got oh, my immediate post-match shout. Yeah, yeah, oh. you've got four players over ten passes he made too, uh, with the highest. Obviously, picking up uh, Joe Gomez was uh, was the highest at twenty, but so Dom. His level of, of performance there, I mean, his touches per minute, I think he's 1.2 yeah. touches per minute he had, which is just, I, I, I know we've gone into it, but just a phenomenal performance considering he dropped in from playing at attacking eight to playing next to, to Jones and probably the deepest of those two for most of the second half. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's do this a boss life stuff now then, um, get out of the way because we talk about him, we talk about him every week on yeah. this part, but the reason we talk about him is because his output is just phenomenal 
I mean, I mean, he was a number one recommendation on the transfer committee pod from the analytics side, but I didn't think he was going to play like this, like he did in the second half on the weekend as a, you know, on a double pivot. He was tremendous. But, yeah. It just, I can't get over how he keeps going. He's played every game, right? Every, every minute. minute of every game. Every minute of every game. Is it 114 touches? According to 115 Netflix, so. touches, right, for an ostensibly attacking player is just yeah. unreal. For yeah. an attacking mid, 115 touches in a Premier League game. It's just unreal. It's incredible. It, it's just, and what he's doing in terms of his passing accuracy, his defensive yeah. 30 minutes, they're all high percentages. You know, it's yeah. all really, really quali- high quality stuff. Aerial Jews, uh, what's he got? It's 50%, but it just still carries. But he gets stuck in, but he gets stuck in in every second. phase. Yeah, it, he, he, not... he, he, he assists with the pressing, attacking wise, defensively. He, yeah. he, he gets stuck in with the dirty work as well. And is, he, yeah, it's just seventy-two percent of his carries were progressive. Carries distance was progressive like from from where he was playing. It's just like that's just dominating the midfield stats for this game. Yeah. It, it's truly. I mean, Mac to be fair to him got one point six touches per minute for his forty-five yeah. minute cameo, but you know, yeah, playing six. So, but no, it, it, I have to say, Dom is. A lot better than you guys were talking in the pod, and you yeah. were raving about him then. So yeah, well, it was just yeah. as an attacking mid. It was a right eight, you know, slash, you know, in our system in, in the box midfield. That's what we were looking at him for. Not yeah, not, you know, yeah. but this. So I mean, did, did you know this thing with with him? Being, he, he can play every phase of a midfield, can't he? You know what I said to my son after the game when I got like, I got home that um, he. The thing that Jesse gets to watch now is the thing that I watched 20 years ago. You're not going to say the SG wing thing, are you? Oh, I, absolutely. I, I Honestly, wow. this is not hyperbole. This is, I remember watching Stevie make his debut. I watched the first four home games live yeah. in the ground. And I couldn't believe how good this kid was. He was the, he was the best passer he was the best yeah. dribbler. He had the best touch. He had the best tackle. He was the best header of the ball. He had the best engine and he was the fastest player on the pitch. And I'd never seen that before of anybody ever in my life. And Zobo is that guy. It's remarkable. I, I, I don't think that there are... Um, Hi, there's not a, a greater hyperbolic statement than. Well, we can't give any higher praise than that. No, he he, and he could be better than Stevie G. Hey, hey, hey. let's <laughs> take a breath. Can I explain Everybody, why? Can I explain why? Remember that steady. <laughs> can we also say that he was probably four or five years older than what Stevie G was when size? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But Stevie went through that the whole injury thing, and yeah. Zobo unequivocally is a better athlete. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and a bit of tackler. <laughs> I don't know. Stevie was. But it's not bad. Stevie <laughs> loved the tackle, but yeah. but yeah, he used to. He, he he could be a Paul Scholes tackler occasionally. If, well, if if Dom's got a weakness, it's his timing and choice of tackles. Sometimes I I I don't know. I don't know. He's just so a throwback statement here that uh, you keep talking of him as an attacking midfielder. I don't think he's playing as an attacking midfielder. I think he can do all of those things. Well, that in itself is remarkable. He could be the best six in the league. He could be the best eight in the league. He could be the best 10 in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was mentioned on the committee part, one of the, uh, maybe from Dave, that the Hungary coach was 
starting to bring him into a double pivot. And that was the first, but nobody, no, he didn't play in this position for Leipzig at all. But like you said, you know, if he'd been asked to, he probably would have done it, wouldn't he? And done it fucking brilliantly. He has played as a wide right forward as well, hasn't he? For yeah, well, he was a winger, yeah. especially in his um, in 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 his um, Salzburg days. In his Salzburg yeah. days, yeah. Absolutely. Can't believe how fast he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I did you say covered you. in this game, Sai? Si? Oh. Distance. Oh. Uh, so forget the distance. That's not going to blow your socks off. He's the fastest Liverpool repli- player ever recorded. Thirty-six point seven. Thirty-six point eight seven. Wow, that's how fast in the Darwin last season, yeah? And fast yeah. in the Mo. Wow. Wow. 36.87. Which game was that in this one? Yeah. Fucking this is, hell. This is, this is the run where he where he got back to Bell. Ma- I was Bell- going to say, was that a recovery run? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. 36.87. Like, he's, he's the fastest lad on the pitch. When Have, you you that, yeah, Have you tweeted that yet, Sai? Have you tweeted that? Have you tweeted that? No. You should tweet that. That's going to get massive engagement. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the distance... Don't worry, I know the podcast quote. <laughs> yeah. The, dis- the distance side... The Liverpool player ever. 12.8... Are they, yeah, 12.8 kilometres covered in this match. And that's the third time he's covered 12k or more in a, in a, in a match this season. That's just that's unreal. And you're going to tell me about the high intensity stuff now, aren't you? In the sprint distance. Um, yeah. So he had 29 sprints in this game, which is Mo level of stuff, and 1.6k of uh, of high speed, which is fucking hell. 1.6k of high speed. Yeah. <laughs> so 12.8. So oh. oh my god. We're going to have to rename the pod the Dominic Zabozlai podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's uh, genuinely is an unbelievable footballer. That he is the guy we're going to build that team around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I do love you, McAllister. Yeah. Do you think he's? Do, do you think he actually might be a cyborg made in a lab? <laughs> <laughs> Could well be. But I, I absolutely believe he is the it's next. Like Ivan Drago, Rocky Four style. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? He, he is the next Virgil and Mo and Ali. Yeah. Transformation signing. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Bit of praise for his midfield partner, Curtis Jones. Um, very good performance in this game, Sai. Unbelievable ball retention again from Jones. This is the thing with him, whether he plays deeper, whether he plays as an eight now, yeah? It's so weird. It's the opposite of Ronaldo, right? Ronaldo had this, this uber camp of super loving fellas who just adored him no matter what and talked about nuances and, yeah. and weird stuff that you can't possibly see with... Oh, with the arguments she used to have. All that Babu. garbage, right? <laughs> Babu but, arguments. CJ will take the ball. Like, you could give you could give Ginny the ball anywhere and he would yeah. hold it and retain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he used to be... He used to not be involved in the, in the play, much more like Gakpo. Yeah. Um, who who was slaughtered in this game uh, in the first half of this game by the uh, whoever the commentator was? Oh, Jermaine Genus was slagging yeah, him off well, something rotten. Yeah, Jermaine Genus <sighs> just puked in my mouth. Um, <laughs> the but CJ he's generally roughly around 65, 70 touches a game, so he's much more involved in the build up phase of the game than, yeah. than Ginny was. Um, uh, his ball is possession control is um, is better than Ginny was. Um, 
so he causes less moments of stress though people seem to find fault in his decision making cuz he doesn't play a 40 yard killer pass i presume i don't know but no one, but people didn't think there's a lot of people who are going to have to back down from very entrenched positions on jones that's the problem say yeah so. I, and 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 you guys know better than I do. What is his pressing like? Rosie. He's just yeah, he's, we've seen since he's come back into the team. <clears throat> I don't know, the volume's gone up. I think production has. Um, he because he's done it from such a young age. I'd imagine so. He'll know better than me in terms of what coaches he's had. But he's times it better. Yeah, he times it, but he times it better than what Henderson. His, ca- his counter pressing is outstanding, Rosie. Yeah, when he yeah. when we lose he's the ball, quick over two meters oh. initial strike yeah. gone. He knows yeah. right. I've got I've got a sprint here as fast as I can. But then when he gets close to a player, you can you can have players. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, well, he doesn't foul either, does he? So maybe have... Tiago's one who's sometimes quite quick, but then. Is a bit too clumsy in the tackle in the press tackle, but he's got. And but he's got that Bob. body shape's really good to not foul yeah. and make the opposition player go. Shit, I can't get past him. I'm going to have to go sidewards. Rosie, it's well, like what, the Bobby thing. Rosie, it's like the Bobby thing. You know, Bobby yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah, he yeah. gets right up yeah, to yeah. him really quickly. Yeah, yes, and, 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 and so we have and then to stops. Go, so yeah, he doesn't he, foul him, and he has to go backwards. Yeah, and but he really because gets he's in the place part of the press. Yes, so he doesn't chase. Yes, he presses as as the appropriate part of that formational press. Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't use how one of one of those cliches that pisses me off greatly, and it has done since Klopp arrived. Leading the press, he leads the press. Yeah, the person that leads the press is the person that lost the ball. (laughs) That's it. That's literally the the definition. Whoever lost the ball is the person that leads the press. Yeah. So you're right. It was Lalana, but. Like you can't, you, it's it's not a person. It's not somebody in midfield. It's no. n- it's not Henderson. It's, unless it's, 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 it's a triggers within a system when it's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. all Ginny's right triggers were good at the right time. Yeah, Ginny's triggers were good. Yeah, very. To be fair, but Jones is getting there, right? That's what we're saying. Yeah, he's I, got, I think he's, I think he's a better presser. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure, for sure, Rosie. Ginny was passive, wasn't he? He was more about the pass. Oh, we always said the passing lanes. I know it was a cliche by the end of it, but he was in that. He was that. He was that. Um, yeah. Be an optional, be protection. He was always the protection. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. six high value wins in this game. Duff, um, twenty five total presses, twenty nine possessed and trusted, seventy six yeah. efficiency. So you know, it's low by his Jones' standard actually. Low by his standard, but tomato. So maybe, oh, yeah, tomato. that's what he's on it. But, but to go to back on what Rosie said, he's he did thirteen pushbacks. So you yeah. know, like we, he's he's got in there and pushed it far back. So he's done well there. That that is a, a very considering again, he changed position. He was up higher on the pitch. Yeah, he's dropped into players of six. Um, but he did really well. Yeah, That's I thought two or three of his fails were after we'd lost the ball and he was trying to help out. Which yeah, is, it's an emergency situation rather than a pressing trigger, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But no, he's got um, six, six foul total. What was his What was his um, possession control for this match, say, Jones? Uh, it was it was one, okay, which is good for only right. playing in the really double good. pivot, yeah. and then yeah. an attacking eight, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah anything po- anything Dom, positive from midfield? Dom's who was brilliant was minus nine. Yeah, his it's possession not. control was the lowest he's had in the Premier League game this season with eighty three. Actually, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. He, he gave it away quite a bit in the first half into when he's trying to pa- force it into midfield with a dodgy pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, there's there's the um, there's your Dom's a Bosley um, 
propaganda and a bit of Curtis Jones propaganda as well. But let's talk about the comeback, Si. Um, and you've got some you've got some mental Mo Salah stats. Yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, that that will be the icing at the end of this, right? Because <clears throat> I, because I wasn't involved in the emotional stuff of coming back. Yeah, uh, I, I got to see it purely analytically after knowing the result. Right. And as much as I was very happy with the outcome, and and largely I was I was happy with the changing process. Um, we kind of fluffed a bunch of stuff in in the box. And uh, Diaz had nine touches in the box and about 417 shots or four, but they were terrible. Um, so, yeah, Diaz was great, but he actually wasn't. He was largely terrible. Um, and Darwin That's was harsh. very nice, but missed. Harsh. Yeah. Um, Three to one on that one, so I'm afraid on Diaz. Yeah. Um, well, statistically, he wasn't very good. We had 11 touches in the box. That's good. Anyway, let's carry on with Mo. But carry he was on with, the with them. All right. They ha- that has to matter. Okay. He, he had a possession control of minus 26. <laughs> wow. Set up a big chance. Yeah. Um, was that per 90? Possession of just 20, minus yeah, 26? Per, per 90, yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, minus, surely it's not minus, minus 26 13. in 40 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, was the big chance for the, the one Darwin missed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a becoming a, is continuing a running trend. But... So here's the here's the three goals that we came back right. Um, the first one was. You're going to pick holes in the first one. I can pick holes first in one was situations nice. of all of them. Right, I so thought the first one was nice. First but, one, right. nice front three combination. Well, first, it, there were two. There were two deflections in it. Um, the uh, Gakpo did a nice kind of thing and then a back heel uh, uh, and they, they happened to Megs through the legs of two lads that kind of deflected off a shin at one point and fell to the right spot. Brilliant pass, great run. Um, and we we took full, we were clinical after having been offered a little bit of luck. That's all I would say, yeah. um, which is great. The, the second one, the keep. what was the keeper doing? Well, it was, I was going to say there was a shot of hockey and then there was a lovely ball for the back post from Salah, like thread the eye of a needle. Well, it's all actually, it was kind of, um, it was hedging his bets, but it was half shot, wasn't it? Half pass, mm. yeah. No, if you watch it, he looked up. All right, so it was a pass, not a shot. Yeah, he spotted him, yeah. Okay. So, shot of hockey, Salah assist, Gakpo tapping. Yeah. Boom. Uh, and, and then Gak- they all and then they get subbed off. Gak post thirty. It was uh, Gak post twenty twenty first touch of the game at that point. <clears> it was yeah. so weird. He does that thing that you talk about all the time. Um, but yeah, it was a good one to get on the ball. Yeah, the ball. yeah. You know, I said it was brilliant after after the most, important, heel, the most important thing was that he was in the six yard box. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. And then the the keeper threw one to us, which was really weird, which we did brilliantly from. And then the last one was a massive deflection. So it it, it looked better than it was. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but you've got the you've got the Diaz missed big chance at the end of the game. You've got the Nunes. Diaz missed four really good shots. I just I just watched mm. the highlights again. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I thought we had, but which I said that process was much better. Yeah. The key thing, yeah, the key thing for me was we had, we had the chances and a couple of the goals were had fortunate moments. Yeah, but Wolves had nothing. That's what we stopped. Yeah, that's the most important yeah, thing, yeah. mostly. Yeah. In the I second mean, half, they had absolutely nothing. They should have killed this in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the only thing I would say, Rosie, is that we, I think we used up um, quite a, an annoying amount of luck overall in winning this match. 
I mean, this is the kind of luck quotas that you, you you need to spread out more over the course of a season. I I, I would I would suggest. <laughs> yeah, well, when you've got Paul Paul Tierney on VAR, you need a bit. Oh, was was he was he the VAR in this game? He's he was. Yeah, you, you'd yeah. have thought for us he is. You'd have thought he would have disallowed the Elliot on goal because um, of the because um, of the Darwin elbow in his face, right? <clears throat> but he yeah. Okay. Can I just say, both of the Wolves the centre-backs has very often all of the um, British defenders Craig Dawson such cheating, diving thugs Gilman, Gilman's diving. good he's not British, he's, I think he's good Gilman. Is he Irish? No, I don't think so I thought he was a local lad yeah, I, I, thought was was I thought he was Irish He might be right He might be right you might be right. Like he's, English. 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 Nice yeah. he's English. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he had a dive early in the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there was, wasn't there, um, um, there was a, a very, very obvious yellow card on him that the ref didn't give in the first half. How was it? Was that, that on Jota for their goal? Yeah. Um, and Mo almost got a yellow card for saying he needed a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a it was a deliberate gakpo, I think it was two handed proper tug right in front of the referee. He couldn't have been more deliberately trying to stop the breakaway, and the ref just let it go. Yeah, thoughts on the second half quickly, Bartz? I thought that I said tactical changes from club really helped push Sarah up. Fullbacks being fullbacks helped the stretch they were high and wide stretch the play. I thought what I liked, you know, the game. Where Thiago and Fab worked really well away at Wolves maybe two seasons ago. Yeah. We just kept, kept the ball in their half. I thought that was it, part of it, reminded me a bit of that. We kept the ball in their half. It kept going. Yes, I do accept some of size points that Diaz was a bit wasteful in the box, but he was in the box and we just kept recycling the ball, getting it back, playing it again, playing it around a lot. Uh, the chains went down from being long, repetitive stuff to between five and ten in length of our passing sequence. And we were, we kept getting into positions to create those opportunities, which we did. And yes, we had luck with the Elliot and a few others, but we kept that ball well, in their half to connect. The, 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 the was like. Cunha, there was one, and then there was also the go-ahead goal. But that, well, I mean, what, 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 what do you think the keeper was doing there I don't, what you mean they kicked, kicked it straight at Robbo yeah because you could see it looked like he kicked it and it came out of his hands like an egg didn't yeah, it I think and it was just, never I think he's just made an error I think yeah. he's literally just made a handling error execution error yeah yeah execution it's gone straight to Robbo but then I'm not sure he does that great with the shot anyway but, it's but, close but, range, but, but, you know. but the run right the run yeah, the driving right. in right yeah. the drive nice ball to Mo right and yeah. he continue, and no one goes with him and he's he can, yeah. it's almost like no one's tracking me I'm going Okay. I'm going. Let's come across him as well. And finishes but he gambles. He gambles yeah. in well. He gets in well. And, yeah. you know, um, we, we are... Um, what? Don't you think this is the perfect point for the Robo finish analysis? Yeah. I'd say that finish, Absolutely. The finish was nice yeah, and calm, yeah. but this is the perfect context for your data dive. Yeah, I actually did some analysis for this one. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. But, um, because we, we've... Um, I think it's fair to say, boys, um, over the years, that we've been quite... Tearing our hair out at Andy Robertson shooting from time to time, haven't we? Me and Phil, me and Si haven't got you two, won't we? Yeah, I, I, Si's got no hair left. To be fair, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying, right? Okay, metaphorically, <laughs> but you've been you've been metaphorically tearing your hair out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, right, what I did was um, I went to understat 
And first of all, I realised that there's actually no difference between his goals scored. He's, he scored one goal not in the Premier League, so he scored nine for Liverpool, eight of them in the Premier League. Um, and the great thing on the... I mean, understat, how is understat still a free resource? I don't know, but, the, you know, it's amazing, isn't it? And and you can get the shot maps, career shot maps, so easy. And then the goal maps for what he's done. And what I looked at, when I looked at Robbo's goal locations, um, they're all in what you would call the hot zone, right? So what is the hot zone? So... Size talked about the hot zone even before advanced analytics existed. And it's basically you draw, you visualize a box, the width of the six yard box and to the depth of the penalty spot. And this, it's a, it's a rectangle around there, around there, around there. And always was, Sai, that the danger zone, as it was called back then, was like a kind of a 20% zone on average for shooting. About that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one in five, you get a shot in that danger zone. Um, so, but it turns out more advanced analytics. It's been more like a basketball court where it's a semicircle radiating from the centre of goal, typically about eight metres. So going about halfway between, just over halfway between the six-yard box and the penalty spot. And um, that is, so that eight-metre semicircle radius from the centre of goal is, is the real hot zone in, in terms of advanced analytics. And But all Robbo's goals, his eight Premier League goals, fall within that hot zone. Um including a surprising number against wow. Wolves down the years. Wow. So, um, but the thing is, right, um, overall, shots inside that semicircle hot zone are scored about at minimum one in six, so about 18%, so close to the 20% we were talking about with the rule of thumb for the danger zone. But Robbo's had 19 shots from inside the hot zone for Liverpool. He scored eight goals. So all of his eight have come from inside the hot zone, Zero goals from eighty-two shots outside the hot, outside of the the, the, the hot zone, included a player an analytical thing. Dan, could you could you go to him and say, just don't shoot? <clears throat> well, I mean, you, you can see the shot maps there. I mean, how many how many shots are there from outside the box? About yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Done, just done. Yeah, he was on, he was on a run of um, sixteen shots in the league without scoring, as well. Yeah. Probably because they're all like. <laughs> Hot shots from the left angle of the area. It's, it's, isn't it easy to? Isn't that a valuable, just tip bit of information that you can just say to a player? Look, when you get in this situation, you seem to have a level of composure where you're scoring better than some of the what? best strikers in the world. But anywhere else, you rubbish. That, that's cool. That's cool. It's got a name. It's evidence based coaching. Yeah. Just you know, just give him a word. If, you, you, if you if you receive the ball outside of the box, I'm going to fine you if you shoot. <laughs> that's the that's the big Sam approach. Remember, remember, remember when Kevin Nolan scored a goal yeah. outside the box? He said, "Oh, he said on match of the day." I said, "I'll probably get fined for having yeah. a shot from <laughs> big Sam finds you if you had a shot from outside the box." There you go. Yeah, it's all about Pomo. Yeah. Which one of those dots is the? I oh, even got the Champions League in there. Have you? No, no, no. Understand doesn't do the Champions League, but nah, but in the outside of the outside of the Premier League, it's one goal in forty-one shots for Robbo, which is even worse. Yeah, there you go. What do you think, um, Bart? It's a bit of evidence-based coaching for Robbo. Shall I, shall I publicise it? From the I think you should. Yeah, I think you should. But no, you're right. When he gets into the right area, he <laughs> scores pretty well. It's just everything else that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely should publish that. Definitely. Yeah, nice one. Sai, anything to finish? Anything on Robbo? No, he played well. Thankfully, he did. Mm. He did. Great results. Um, but um, any other business, boys? 
Um, no. We've got, we've got a Europa League game. Just well, we'll be back. There'll be a double header of kinds. Yeah, just to let listeners know, we won't have any pressing for the Europa League group stage. We might bring it in. Outrageous, Rosie. <laughs> Outrageous commitment. <laughs> no, we're not going to be doing the group stage. I don't to expect it, that's all. No, no, no. It's hard enough doing the Premier League, isn't it? So, yeah. Yes, I think you'll be forgiven for that, Rosie. So, <laughs> is, is it Lask? On what, Thursday? Lask on Thursday at quarter to six, UK. And then it's West Ham on Wednesday at... Is it, are we on the early game or the late game? Wednesday. No, no, on, on Sunday, Sunday. West Ham. Sunday. 2.30. With the 2.30. 30. Yeah. yeah. Not on telly. Well, so that'll be on English telly. Yeah. Marvellous. Even though, it's, even though it's, what, third against sixth, is it? And it's not on TV. Uh, it's pre-planned, and it? it's like yeah. it, it isn't. A, it isn't a small game. It's definitely like a worthwhile game at two thirty, two o'clock. I think there's a bit. I think there's a shitty one at four though. Are you being facetious? I said there's a big game. You just <laughs> not London Derby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Sheffield United against Newcastle at four thirty. Christ. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they love a bit like Sky love themselves some of the fucking Saudi money, don't they? Oh, getting his jacket on for a Saudi interview. You'll <laughs> <laughs> put a tuxedo on for that one, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> right on that bombshell. We will be back for a double header next Tuesday for the last game and the West West Ham game. Until then, up the fucking Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.